Listen to this episode if you want to hear real life case studies, how small tweaks and adjustments raised the conversion rate on a website by major percentages, helped the bottom line, helped conversion rates, email opt-ins, whatever that may be. We're going to break down three different case studies today. What we're really trying to get at here is the majority of people really feel like when they're trying to grow their business, when they're trying to scale their sales from a validated business model, you know, people love it. You know, people are buying from your website, you have the conversions there. When you're trying to scale and get more sales, a lot of times people think that they need to add more. They need to join other platforms. They need to do these major adjustments. They need to redo their entire website. They need to do all of these big, big, big things. But when you've actually validated your business model, the major things we need to do is actually tweak and adjust in order to make things more effective. Today, we're going to break down three major case studies that kind of prove that point and give you some ideas of what you can do on your own website that actually improves your conversion rates. A lot of times there's quote unquote best practices. It's this is what everybody's doing when we're building our own website or when we hire somebody to build a website, they're using templates. They're using things that we can go out and we look at other people's examples and we kind of just do what they're doing. But you'll see some of these things that I'm talking about today really are intuitive, but sometimes we just don't think about them because we see this other industry leader doing it and we're like, oh, it's gotta be the best way to do it. Or we're told these are best practices. So it clearly has to be the best way to do it. But sometimes it actually doesn't make sense to do that. And so today we're going to look at these three different examples and kind of go through why this is, why it's something that we chose to, to actually really look at and what that really kind of breaks down for the overall strategy of it. It isn't that we need more. It means that we have, when we are trying to scale, when you have like two to 3% conversion rate on your website, which is average, and you're looking to, okay, you're getting people to your website, your marketing is working, you're having some sales come in. It's not about more. At the beginning, it is for sure. You have to add more strategy, try to figure out what is actually going to work for your audience, but you already know those things now, and now we need to scale from there. And so some of the major things that we look at are actually analyzing your numbers, and then we optimize it, and then we expand. So we first have to analyze, look at your numbers, see what's not really working, see what is working, and then kind of make those adjustments from there. So the first case study that we're going to be talking about, you've probably heard me talk about in past scaling episodes, because it's one that just really engrossed into my brain for whatever reason. Um, it's one that I learned in business school and it really just kind of stuck with me because it really told me this, tr this example of you don't need more. You need small tweaks and adjustments at a certain point. We don't need to totally revamp everything we're doing. We need to revamp little things and test to see if it works. Business is all about AB testing. I am literally AB testing every single day. I have, excuse me, I have a huge AB testing um, kind of project going on right now in things that I'm doing for content. I, because I am constantly working with businesses and under other industries and I'm working with businesses to keep them up to date. I am literally constantly AB testing things to, to see what is working best on social, on emails, on websites. And it's not that I'm doing that with my clients. Like, Hey, you do this and you do this. It's I'm doing it in my own stuff. I have my friends that are also doing it and we're kind of testing all of the time. You should be testing. Once you get to 
I mean, even when you are growing, no matter what stage of business you're in, if you aren't testing, you aren't ever going to know how to repeat something. So that's what they're doing here. We did a lot of A-B tests. These are all case studies. These are not my clients. They're case studies that I have read. I read a lot of Harvard Business Review. I read a lot of research journals for business, again, to stay at the top of the top of consumer behavior and sales psychology and how, quote unquote, some of these best practices might not always be correct. Something to also note before we get into the case studies is a lot of times when we, when someone deems this like best practices, just like in content, people then overdo that best practice. So let's say we do, we're all doing the exact same thing. The average consumer then becomes numb to it because they see the exact same thing on websites. Sometimes it's good to blaze your own trail, do your own thing. And that's really when you're able to see a difference because people come to your website and they're like, wow, I've never seen that before. You make content that people are like, wow, this is such a great idea. I love this. I've never seen a piece of content like this. So we don't always have to do what everybody else is doing. We should do our own ideas and what actually makes sense for our business. So getting into this case studies, the first things first is a 42 in 42% increase in opt-ins. I'm looking at my notes over here because I want to make sure they are correct. Again, these are three different case studies that I did not do. This one, I don't know where it came from because I learned it years ago when I was in business school, but I do remember details of it. Really what they did, they increased their overall opt-ins um, into whatever they were trying to get them to do. I believe it was to opt into emails by 42% increase in opt-ins into this, this freebie, into this small little free offer. By all that they did was change the color of a button. It was black and they made it red. And by making that button stand out more because that's what they wanted people to actually click, they increased their opt-ins by 42%. That change literally probably took them 30 seconds from start to finish. They went into their website and they clicked like the button and they clicked a different color and they clicked save. That change right there increased their conversion rates by 42%. So they could have gone from getting one every hundred to getting 42 of every hundred visits, every hundred people actually opting in to what they were trying to get them to opt in by that one change. Why that this is so important is... When we want somebody to do something on our website, it is our responsibility to actually direct them there. It is our responsibility to direct their eyes to that one place. A lot of times people say, Maddie, like nobody really clicks around on my website. My, my bounce rate is really high. Um, they come to my homepage and I lose them. And m my question to them always is, well, what is like, let's look at your homepage. Let's look at what they're looking at in the first five seconds of them popping on your homepage. What are they seeing? If they're just seeing your products right away and they don't really fully even understand what your business is about, what sets you apart, what your brand is, and you're just like whisking them into a shopping experience, that is like a shark chasing you in the mall. Hey, come buy my US, like my cellular data plan. And you're like, God, like I don't, I don't need your cellular data plan. Instead, we kind of have to lull them into our website a little bit. It's a little, you got to flirt with them a little bit, get them into your website, get them excited about what you have, building some of that emotion and and they'll stick around. And so what this is doing is it is directing their attention exactly where we want it. So on this kind of the sales page, they, they didn't change anything except directed their eyes to a page. A lot of times websites are primarily black and white. So if you do a black button, it's going to just blend in. So it is our responsibility to make the things stand out that we want them to do. When you go and you buy on a website and have you ever seen where like the button has like a big arrow bouncing and pointing at it? It's the same idea. Have you ever seen like 
they highlight in like highlighter yellow free for 24 hours only or things like that. Or on another website, you'll see like a countdown that's flashing in your face that says it's holding your cart for 10 minutes only, like buy now. It's kind of doing that same thing. It's directing your attention to where they want you to direct it to. Of course, some of those have some scarcity metrics in them. Some of those have some other sales psychology, but it's a similar idea. You have to direct your audience's attention where you want it to go on your website. So these people changed a color button from black to red. Now that doesn't mean everybody needs to change their button to red, but what to kind of get from this is go and look at your buttons on your website. Do they blend in with everything else? Do you actually want one to stand out over the other? You should make it a different color and making sure there's enough contrast or uniqueness to that one element that you're directing them to where you want them to go. What is the overall goal of this webpage? And it's not just for them to buy. Where do we want them to go first? A lot of times I send people to bestsellers first. Why that is, is because it has a testimonial in their own, in their own coin. So your bestseller button, that's actually one of the other um, case studies is, is with a bestseller button. You direct them to where you want them to go. If you want them for first time, like if you're in a big growth phase, you know, you have a lot of cold leads. You're making your website all of for people that are cold new buyers from you. Okay. Then that means let's put your best sellers up top and go from there. So the first case study is changing just the singular color of a button, increase people's opt-ins by 42%. They reached their goal 42% more than they did with a black button when they had a red button. That's pretty incredible. The next one is is email people joining their newsletter. This is something I hear a lot. People are like, ah, like nobody really ever joins my newsletter. Like I have it on my website, but nobody ever does it. And it is constantly, again, quote unquote, best practice to have your email newsletter opt-in on the bottom of your page, either in the footer or all the way at the bottom that it's like they scrolled through your entire um, your entire homepage and then they got to the bottom of it and then it's like, okay, if they got here and they haven't wanted to go anywhere else, let's just put them in our newsletter. Maybe they'll get some details. If you go on a lot of big time businesses, they have their newsletter opt-in on the bottom of their page after the pop-up. Um, it's all the way at the bottom of their page and it says like, okay, if you're here, get 10% off of our, of your first order, join our email list. It was at the bottom. It's at that. It's at, it's in the footer borderline in the footer of your web pages to join your newsletter. This test, like this AB test was they tested it in the footer for three months and then they tested it by moving the email opt-in button into the header of their website that said, join our newsletter on the header of their website, like where it says shop, like about us, contact us. And then there was a button just like you would see anywhere else on your website that said, join our newsletter. And they saw 56 or 46% increase in people joining their email list just by moving that button. Now, this might have taken them a minute, a minute and a half. It's a small, small, small tweak, but it increased people joining their newsletter in three months by 46%. That is an insane increase in in opt-ins by literally something that takes a minute and a half for you to do. It's something that you might not even think of, but it's something that's different. Again, it's directing the attention where you want them to go. You really are in control of what your audience does when they reach your website. What are you highlighting? What are you putting at the top? What are you prioritizing so people can see that 
And how can you direct their attention there? That is what is so important when we're doing, when you're scaling is trying to see, okay, what are people not really doing well? What is not working? And let's make a small adjustment and test to see how it works. Let's redirect. Okay. We want more people on our email list. Let's redirect people to our email list. Email has like 500% of an increase in conversion rates or a higher, a 500% higher conversion rate than in, than social media. So social media is great. It builds a community. It gets people there, but your email list is like your hottest, your warmest leads on your email list. It is still one of the highest grossing marketing channels that you have out there. So if you're not directing people to your email list consistently, you're missing out on a major element. This is something that this brand wanted to do is they wanted to focus on getting more people on their email newsletter. So all they did was move the little email opt-in from the bottom of the website into the foot all the way up to the header to make it a statement, make it a priority in what they were trying to do. They knew that they wanted to nurture people on their email list. So this is more of a nurture tactic, putting them in there and making this tweak that took them a minute and a half literally increase their conversion rates by 46%. And I don't remember the exact numbers, but the numbers are staggering. Like they had thousands of extra people join their email list because of this case study that they did, this AB test that they did. Next and last but not least on the third case study, then we'll kind of dive into what I really mean here is they changed the wording. They changed the destination of the first button on their website that you see. So when you come onto somebody's website and that first little section that pops up on your website is called the above the fold section. That above the fold section is really important because if people get there and you might not even have one and that's something that a lot of people don't have that your website needs to have a motion. That above the fold section of your website is so important to capture attention and direct them exactly where you want them to go. And so they changed the button from shop all to shop bestsellers. That's all they changed. And of course, the destination of that changed from shopping everything to shopping the bestsellers list. And they had a 37% increase in bestseller orders by doing that. That means, again, you are directing your audience where you want them to go. So looking at this, all three of these changed the overall priority and the direction of attention of people coming onto your website. What these changes made was an objective look at their website and their strategy of where do we want people to go? What makes the most sense? And what are we prioritizing right now on our website? And they made small tweaks and adjustments that could make major changes into their bottom line. They, people had 37% increase in bestseller orders. People had 46% increase in people joining their newsletter that went to their website, 42% increase in opt-ins. They did nothing else differently. And if they didn't make these changes, it would have just been lost. I think that's the most important thing to see here is they weren't like running ads, running more ads to this website. They literally just did business as usual during this time. The same amount of eyes came to their website, but it was just more effective. You right now have people that are looking and lurking on your website, on your socials, on your emails, but you just don't have the proper strategy to actually convert them. So you don't, when you're scaling, you don't need to focus on just getting more eyes right away. You 
need to focus on optimizing the eyes you already have. If you have people on your website, that means your marketing is working. You're putting so much effort into creating content. Your social looks great. You are making all of this content. You made the dang reel that took you an hour to make. You people looked at the reel. They're checking out your profile. They click on the link on your website and then you lose them somewhere over another. So what we have to do is we have to look at your numbers analyze, optimize, expand. We first analyze, look at your numbers, see where people are falling off. Are people not connecting with your content? Are people coming to your profile, but not really clicking on your website? Are people coming to your website, your homepage, but not buying? Are people adding things to your cart and then not actually checking out? And we have to find the root cause of that ineffectiveness. We need to find the root cause of where you are dropping people before you really want to do this major expansion Why? Because you are already putting the effort in there and a small minute tweak that you can make can make a major difference in your bottom line. But the most important thing is, is you have to know what to do. This isn't just, let me just change a bunch of stuff and hope that it works. You have to change one thing at a time so you can repeat it. And you have to have the wherewithal and like understanding of consumer behavior, how people shop online in order to know small little things to change in order to get this to happen. It's not about, scaling is not about revolutionizing, completely flipping something on its head. Scaling is all about analyzing what you're doing, what is working and what's not, and then making some of these really small tweaks and adjustments that take a couple of minutes to make and to see what actually changes. I have so many case studies of this, of similar things to this that I have done with clients of let's make this one little change and one of their numbers skyrockets. This is not something that literally sometimes it's just changing the wording. Sometimes it's just all it takes is you making a a little adjustment to a policy or to a product listing or something that doesn't add hardly anything onto your time. And you make your, the eyes more effective on your website. You have people coming to your website, but you're literally losing sales because you don't know some of these little things. And this goes back to one of my episodes a couple of weeks ago. It's you don't know what you don't know. And that is something that is it seems like such a simple topic, but there's so much in business that's so foreign to us that sometimes we can't even see this. It's all about testing. It's all about coming to your website and finding those strategic things that you can change. A case study of one of my own clients that's a major difference is they had their free shipping at $35. Their average order value was already a $50 average order value. So I told them to increase their free shipping to $75 and lo and behold, their average order value went from $35 or from $50 to $80. So that means that on every order, on average, they got 30 more dollars. They were making their sales more effective. We looked at their website. Again, it was at, it was their free shipping was $35 and over, but their average order value was $50. So we looked, we changed their average order value to be, or we changed their free shipping value to be $75 and it increased their sales by $30 on average per order. How would your life change if you increased $30 per sale? If they, if people bought one or two or three more things per sale that you were already getting, that is what scaling is all about is making these small tweaks and adjustments, making sure that it makes sense and then slightly making changes from there repeating the things that are working and testing the things that aren't to find the solution to increase that conversion. 
if you have no idea where to start here, that is so important in order to be able to objectively look at your website and test things as you go. What it takes is learning strategies and learning how people shop, consumer behavior, sales psychology, kind of website development as a whole, but also looking at enough websites to see what is customary, what do, is everybody doing, and how can we do it? How can we do it differently in order to direct our audience into the place that we want them to go? If you have no idea where to start here, I would love to have a conversation with you. You can click the link in the show notes and we can chat there. Make sure you can put an application in for where you are at in your current business. And I would love to work with you from there and start this conversation. Look at your numbers, look at where we're going from there. So this was my little rant all about these three case studies. I think this is such a powerful topic to really dive into. Why? Because it really flips the overall mindset on growing a business on its head. Right now you're thinking, oh my gosh, I have whatever. I have $100,000 in sales. How am I going to scale? I really want to hit that $250,000 mark, but I feel like I'm doing the same thing. I need to post more content. I need to do all of these things. Oh my gosh. But you really don't have time. You would have to hire out a, a social media team in order to expand on the TikTok. You would need, uh, you would need a virtual assistant to help you do all of these things. But when you're actually just tweaking and adjusting, it takes you an hour to make a ton of tiny little tweaks. It takes you literally a minute and a half sometimes to make some of these tweaks. We can sit down, look at your numbers, make a couple of different tweaks for different areas of your business and see the results and test all of these things because I have uh, looked at hundreds and hundreds of businesses. And that's really what it comes down to is having that knowledge and understanding where that is. But I think a lot of people really feel like to grow their business, they need to add all of this more and more and more. And then it just gets, you're already so swamped. You already have so much on your plate that you don't need more. We need to tweak and adjust and just make small little changes. The other day, as a personal case study, I changed one section of my website. I didn't really like how it looked. It just had buttons. I wanted to add more detail to it to actually direct people. I saw that I had a really low conversion rate on one of my, my clicks. And so I revamped that website and literally overnight, I had two people actually opt in to where I wanted them to opt in from that website. These are things that once you are trying to scale your website, your scale, your sales, I mean, you can be doing this all the time. And just to see what's working differently. It's all about knowing what you're looking for and making these small tweaks and adjustments to get people and direct them exactly where you want them to go. So this is a little bit of a soapbox episode, but I love this topic because it really does change your mindset, change your viewpoint, and gives you some really real life examples that you can go back and look at your own website. I challenge you to go and objectively look at your website from top first from like top to bottom and see, am I directing people anywhere or does it just seem like I'm directing everybody to everywhere on my site? Am I really focusing on one thing or not? What can I change? What is one thing that I can change today in order to make that happen? If that's something you are in, you are going to do, let me know how it goes. I'm here for you. I can't wait to hear all of these different things. I love you. I'm rooting for you and I'm in your corner Always, if you want to have a conversation, click the link in the show notes.